Welcome to another episode of the Healthy Alabama Podcast. And this is a very special episode, the first of three very special episodes that are being sponsored by Thrive Alabama. Our friends at Thrive Alabama operate in North Alabama, providing uh, primary care to uh, people uh, across the spectrum. So anybody that needs health care in Huntsville and North Alabama, Thrive Alabama is uh, the place where you can receive excellent primary care. And we're going to begin this conversation by introducing you to Thrive Alabama in case you don't know who they are. And so we've got the three best people to do that with us on the podcast today. We've got the CEO, Mary Elizabeth Marr, affectionately known by uh, by many of us who've known her for years as Mimar. Uh, we also, is that okay? I mean, do you want me to not, you want me to not call you Mimar? No, that is absolutely perfectly okay. Good, because that, you know, I would slip up and do it anyway, so that's good. <laughs> perfectly uh, okay. We've got the uh, the CMO, the Chief Medical Officer uh, of Thrive, uh, Dr. Neha Shah, who's with us. So, Dr. Shah, welcome. Yes, thank you. And then, uh, last but not least... My friend, my buddy, my partner in crime sometimes, Mr. Mark Moore, who handles marketing at Thrive. Mark, good to see you also. Good to have you on the podcast. Absolutely. Good to be here. And they're all joining us by Zoom. So, Mimar, let's start with you. Tell us about Thrive, what Thrive is, and, and what Thrive has been doing in North Alabama. Well, Thrive has been in our community for over 30 years, really um, doing what we can to respond to medical underserved needs, I guess, is the best way for me to approach that. Um, For many, many years, we took care of the underserved community of people living with HIV and AIDS. We then realized that um, the wider um, population, there was a tremendous need for us to help with primary health care needs for babies, infants, all the way up to us old folks who need um, some medical care. And we have been able to model our compassionate, comprehensive, um, non-judgmental health care with with each new population that we have um, embarked with. We also try to look at the unmet needs of our population, so we also take care of mental health, substance abuse, um, sexual health, um, education and prevention for for different diseases. And in our new um, in our new function, we will actually um, start taking care of people for their dental and their visual their vision care. Um, we're doing it now through through referrals and once we we in about three years we will hopefully be looking at, at doing that on site. And I think we should also mention that Thrive is in the process of constructing a new facility uh, in the north part of town that 
based on the drawings I've seen, is going to be a phenomenal facility. Can you talk a little bit about that? Real quickly, I will talk about that. Um, of course, COVID has kind of um, pushed back our our uh, groundbreaking, unfortunately, but it will be here before we know it. Um, once we groundbreak, it should only take about 14 to 16 months to build the facility. It is, um, we've used the architects of Chapman and Sisson who do a lot of healthcare, prog- uh, a lot of healthcare centers here in Huntsville. Um, but it will be more than a primary healthcare clinic. It will be a health care center because as i alluded to it'll have dental it'll have vision pediatrics primary health care radiology a um a, a, a pharmacy uh with a drive-through it'll have um it'll have a lab on site it is going to be a state-of-the-art healthcare center for individuals, mental health, substance abuse, 72,000 square feet that should be in our community for the next 50 years um, and beyond to take care of anyone who desires holistic care for their family. Dr. Shaw, you are relatively new to Thrive. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am new to Thrive, and I'm so excited to be here. I I can't tell you, moving um, across the country during COVID and being in healthcare, it could have been really scary and um, stressful, but it has been um, really wonderful. They have a great team here. Um, I am originally from Decatur. Grew up here, went to med school at Alabama, and then left to go to Denver for residency and stayed out there, worked at a federally qualified health center out there with um, underserved population, much like here at Thrive. We worked with refugee patients as well and saw adults, kids, the whole gamut, and have ever since my college days been very interested in health policy. I did political science in undergrad. I kind of did not take the traditional route of pre-med into medicine and really think that uh, I'd always envision myself being in a place or working towards making sure that healthcare is a right and everyone deserves quality, evidence-based, compassionate healthcare. Like that should be no question. And when I was started thinking about moving back and found Thrive, I said, this is a no-brainer. I've got to see if they will give me a chance there because this is an amazing organization and they they gave me a chance, and I'm very excited to be here. So, as a uh, as a as a new uh, transplant, well, you're not a transplant because, as you said, you grew up in the Cater. But as someone who is returning now, and and as you said, you're returning during this unique era in American history. Uh, what do you see immediately as the challenges that this community is facing as it relates to COVID nineteen? Well, I think that. It's been a challenge a lot because we're in a different era now as far as how people get information and um, health information. So we have it from everywhere. But interesting enough, when you look back at the data from the 1918 
in the Spanish flu, a lot of what is happening here is it where, oh, we want masks, we don't mask. We want to have parades, we don't want to have parades, you know? So um, I, I think a lot of it is very similar, but in this era of medicine, um, and coming to the South, I will tell you this, I was a little bit surprised that I knew coming back, everybody was going to be so nice and friendly. I miss that so much. Um, nothing against Denver, but I just miss that Southern niceness, friendliness, care for your neighbor. And then to me, it's a little bit doesn't make sense then that folks aren't wearing masks as much or it's even a question um, because that's what we do. We say, ma'am, we say, sir, we're polite. You know, you put your napkin on your lap, you put on your mask. So um, I, I was a little bit surprised that it was, uh, it's been hard. I do get hugging and being a hostess and all of that is very Southern. So I can see how it is a completely different way of life from being a Southerner, of not being able to have get-togethers. Um, I'm hopeful, though. Uh, I don't mean this as a down thing. I'm very hopeful. I think we're coming together as a community. We see people helping each other out and, and worrying about one another. So I, I think we're going to get through this just fine. Um, it's it's definitely been eye-opening. Uh I keep telling folks, as far as being the Southern and a hostess, we don't want to be a host to COVID. So get rid of that Southern hospitality, but uh, we don't want to host it. Uh, Brian's done a great job. I mean, I came right in and they'd already been doing all the testing. And I think that's a wonderful chance to, you know, when you're doing testing, it's not just a lab, like you get a blood draw. It It's an opportunity to talk about what this is and, and having the discussions with results. Um, that just patient education piece, I think, is really what Thrive was excited to have been a part of the collection of the samples. It wasn't just the collection, you know, it was, hey, do you have a primary care? Hey, you know, even if you have symptoms and you have a negative test, make sure to get checked um, or talk to somebody about your symptoms. Um, all that kind of patient education piece of it. It's really proud to get to be a part of Thrive for that so before we go further in talking about testing and what Thrive is offering in that regard, can you just run down for us real quickly what the symptoms are? Because a lot of people still may be a little fuzzy about that. So interesting. Uh, I, I know a lot of at the beginning, there's talk about fever, cough, shortness of breath. Now, those are some of the bigger symptoms, but... The New England Journal of Medicine even talked about that through Wuhan uh, when they were looking at fever. A, high percentage, 40% or so, um, or sorry, 60% didn't have a fever on admission. It was up to 80% then had a fever once once they're admitted and very sick. You know, uh, we knew about some of the diarrhea and nausea, vomiting symptoms, but it was, it was very slow to kind of get them information. Now, out America, we have the luxury of people have already seen this around the world. So, so we have an expanded symptom list from the CDC that includes not just fever, but a lot of symptoms that mirror other things. Runny nose, congestion, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, loss of smell or taste, uh, fatigue, body aches, headache. So, and then of course we know asymptomatic, right? So that to me is the trickiest part that this mirrors a lot of other illnesses in the South. In the Tennessee Valley, we've got allergies. So you might have a runny nose and congestion and sore throat just from that. Well, is it allergies or is it coronavirus, you know? So I would say because 
You can even have absolutely no symptoms, feel wonderful and have this to err on the side of being safe and stay home, stay in your household, wear a mask when you can't be in your household, get delivery groceries, check on your neighbors, check on the elderly neighbor across the street. Are they going without because they're afraid to go to the grocery store? Grab them some groceries on your way out, wash them for them. It's um, a confusing virus to say the least. And those are just the initial symptoms. And we know that it hits many body um, systems, a lot of organ systems, Neurologically, people are complaining of severe headaches. You're getting the, our vascular system. So a lot of blood clotting. People are having strokes from this even. So it is a very smart virus. It's too darn smart. But I think that our compassion and our community can come together and we can fight it. So what's the process for testing? If, if, if one were to think, believe, suspect, fear that they have the virus, they they come to thrive. What what happens? What what's the process? If somebody's concerned about the symptoms that themselves, they can definitely call one of our providers, make a televisit. So we're doing telehealth right now. If anybody's concerned about these symptoms, you can do a video or phone visit and talk about it. And because not just the testing is important, but having that close follow up, uh, making sure that somebody's keeping an eye on you. If somebody lives alone, that they make sure that they know what to do um, and that their doctor or provider is checking on them. We're otherwise had been doing the testing and I know me and Mark can speak about this more, but the testing was initially being done uh, at first Baptist church a few days a week. And then in various community areas. As listeners hear the podcast over time, the, the key thing to remember is just to visit our website, thrivealabama.org for the most up-to-date information on where we'll be testing because, um, you know, since um, March, we have done a lot of different testing in a lot of different places because uh, first we did it in partnership with the city and Huntsville Hospital, and then we um, did testing on our own in partnership with First um, Baptist Church, and then we did some uh, testing with uh, Fox 54 WZDX in Huntsville, and we also uh, visited several local churches and some civic organizations that wanted to do it. And also we, uh, Mary Elizabeth and I talked and we got with um, some of the homeless organizations in town so that we could do testing for the homeless community. Cause our goal is always not to leave people behind. Um, and as as COVID continues to evolve and attack, we will respond to it in as best ways as we can. Um, you know, currently we're at, uh, John Hunt Park, and for Huntsvillians who don't know, that's you know where Joe Davis Stadium was, and we can handle about 350 uh, people a day uh, for testing. 300 to 350 people a day, and so. Um, yeah, I know it's the it's the dog. Yeah. It's okay. It, this is yeah, yeah. we're doing this live to tape, so that's just what happens. It's okay. But 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 I think Meemar was gonna jump in. Yeah, exactly. Well and we're 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 all at home and and our our furry friends are also at home with us. Or some of us are at home. Um there's a couple things I also wanted to add. Um 
We have continued to see where the need was, as Mark said, and have tried to meet that need. Now, we are seeing very large lines and long lines at John Hunt Park, but the reason we came together with the city and with Huntsville Hospital was that we are able to do four cars at a time because of the space at Joe Davis Stadium and John Hunt Park, and that there's long um, there's long abilities for us to have lots of cars in there without without messing up streets and traffic and all that kind of thing. Um, the other thing is that it it we are seeing long lines and we really can only see about 350 people a day but it's important for not because we're going to run out of tests that's not the problem i've seen that on facebook that's not the issue um it's getting those test results back to people and we are very very committed um Thrive and Huntsville Hospital are very committed to giving results positive and negative to people. And just like Dr. Shaw talked about, that's part of the patient education. Because number one, this is a point in time. Um, you, you may be negative today, but knowing what those signs and symptoms are, you've put yourself at risk. You, you may have uh, something down the line where you need to know that information again and you know you were negative at this point um there's some other things that people should know you're not going to pay for a test it is um that's very very important people there's misinformation out there we're not going to charge a copay we're not no, no money is going to exchange hands what we do ask is if you do have some sort of a payer source whether that be medicaid medicare or a private insurance tricare whoever that you bring your insurance card and your um your identification because we are going to not we but there is going to be a payment for from your insurance company to the individuals that we are getting the testing done from and um that um thrive and huntsville hospital are not making any money on this this is really truly a community service that we are helping to provide yeah you you and mark answered i think two really key questions that i had one was about whether or not there's a charge. So that's good to know all testing is free. Uh, no co-pays, no out-of-pocket cost. Uh, I think a lot of folks will appreciate that. Well, everybody will appreciate that. And then the other thing was the partnerships, the importance of the partnerships. And I guess, you know, to kind of summarize Mimar, what Mark was saying earlier uh, before his uh, – his furry, uh, the furry members of his family got involved in the, in the interview. I think, <laughs> I think that, um, I think that, that what, what we're seeing is that the partnerships help to increase the footprint and help to ensure that, that Thrive is reaching into those nicks and, and those crooks and crannies and nicks and crevices of the community, perhaps that might be missed otherwise. When we were providing um, the testing up in North Huntsville at particular churches that wanted us to come, they wanted to pr 
to help provide for their own community. And there might have been, um, and we may go back to that, where this is all very fluid. It's very, very fluid. We're kind of taking it one week at a time. Um, and if, um, let's say, First Missionary Baptist Church, we were there twice. We were there two, two separate times. And they may have had um, community members who coming to church was was a comfortable situation, but maybe not so comfortable to come down and be in line for a period of time downtown. So that's why we wanted to take the testing where it was needed and where we saw that we could have partnerships um, in the community. Yeah, that's great. I mean, instead of just, uh, I love the idea of going to where the people are as opposed to waiting for the people to come see you. I think that's that's really uh, solid community medicine. The, when we were doing the testing in the homeless community, although we did not really find um, a significant virus in the community, and it does make sense because homeless individuals are social distancing themselves just in the way they live to begin with. And they are living outside. So they're not in closed areas. Um, but we wanted to make sure that the homeless community knew that they were not left out, that the people who work with the homeless knew that the homeless were not just disposable members of our, of our community. And we can't have a healthy community if we don't help the whole community. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, this is this is really, I think, just a beautiful extension of the mission that Thrive has been, you know, following for for years. Um, and it, it's such a strong, important presence in our community. Well, um, let's see. I think we've covered just about everything that we wanted to cover for this first episode of this very special three-part uh, series where we're talking about Thrive and its mission here on the Healthy Alabama podcast. I want to give each one of our uh, our uh, interviewees here, Dr. Shaw, Mimar, and Mark, an opportunity to make any final statements. Uh, Mark, I see you chewing over there, buddy, so I'm going to start with Mimar and Dr. Shaw so you can you can finish up. Uh, Mimar, go ahead. The one thing I wanted to re make sure everybody knows, we are still taking patients. And even though we have not started that 72,000 square foot building, Dr. Shaw will find a way for all patients who want to be seen. We turn no one away. We turn no one away based on their ability to pay or who they are or what um, different um, comorbidities that they have. We are going to take care of anyone who wants to come to Thrive Alabama. That's what I want to make sure everyone understands. So look at our website. Give us a call. Um, go and make sure that you fill out uh, the paperwork and get an appointment. You won't be sorry. All right. And uh, let's give that website out and, um, and the telephone number, and we'll do it again at the end. Mimar, can you do that? It's very easy. It's www.thrivealabama.org, all spelled out, T-H-R-I-V-E-A-L-A-B-A-M-A.org. And it's 
Same number for about 30 years. I remember that number. <laughs> Dr. Shaw. Well, thank you for having us and letting us talk about how um, COVID is going in our community and our clinic in general, because I, again, I, I want to reiterate what Mimar says that we're, we're still seeing patients. Um, just because COVID's going on doesn't mean that diabetes went away or anything else. So if you need to be seen, we'll see you. Please, everybody, stay safe. Take care of those that you love. I know it's really hard. I just moved here from Denver, Colorado. After 12 years of living there, I still haven't hugged my parents uh, because it's just that important. We wave at each other from six feet away. Um, we can do it. So stay safe. You know, earlier when Dr. Shaw was talking, I hope everyone heard that passion she had for making sure that everyone had access to health care. And Mary Elizabeth talked about that as well being, you know, in our in our mission, in our DNA, in our history. And it's so exciting when I get feedback from the community about um, someone coming to us for the first time when they haven't been to a medical provider in years, someone having had a bad experience at another place and coming to us and finally feeling welcome and safe, uh, someone discovering that we provide a service that they haven't made able to find anywhere in our area. You know, we, we it's just such a great um, privilege to be able to work at Thrive Alabama and and to give um, health care to everyone in every regard. So it's from it's in every economic uh, level that we provide care. It's top quality care. Uh, it's for every insurance level, you know, Medicaid, Medicare, private insurance, self-pay, sliding fee scale. It's always about making sure that that care is accessible affordable, compassionate, and evidence-based. And, you know, just continue to uh, to visit our website, follow us on social media, and learn more about us. And, you know, if, if, if we aren't the fit for you, you know, I bet everyone knows someone in their family who hasn't had access in a while or has been afraid to go to the doctor in a while. Um, and we just have such a fantastic team of people from the front desk, patient access, um, through every MA, every lab worker, um, every social worker, you know, it's just everyone is is a hundred percent behind taking care of people, and it's just a great place to be at. So I just want to let everyone know that we are welcoming new patients, and and we're always ready for you. Beautiful, beautiful, and as somebody who has been involved with Thrive in a variety of ways over the past. 30 years, I can attest to everything that Mark has said. It is a wonderful organization, and it's really an honor and has been a long-time desire of mine to have to have Thrive uh, as, a, as a partner with the Healthy Alabama podcast. So thank you uh, for that and just for being in this community doing what you were doing. Meemar, I saw you chuckling over there. What are you chuckling about? I'm laughing because Mark is not sharing that biscuit, which looks absolutely delicious. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm home in bed because I had surgery on my foot, and my wonderful partner brings me breakfast and in bed, oh. and so life is good. <laughs> He's treating you well, man. It doesn't get any better than that. Breakfast in bed while you work? I need that kind of deal. That's a great deal. <laughs> it's a good life, man. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Well, Mark, enjoy yourself. Continue your healing there. Enjoy your breakfast. Mimar, thank you for joining us for this episode. Dr. Shaw, good to meet you. And thank you for joining us for this episode of the 
of the Healthy Alabama podcast, uh, sponsored by Thrive Alabama, a great, wonderful organization that is providing primary care uh, throughout uh, not just Huntsville, but the rest of North Alabama. And if you want more information on how Thrive can serve you and your family, you can call, pardon me, you can call 256-536-4700, or you can go on the website, thrivealabama.org. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Healthy Alabama Podcast. I'm David Person. Our theme music was produced by my man DJ Bailey. Damian Malone provides us with production assistance. Until next time, stay healthy.